Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zhang, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. It's been a fun week. Last night, I dined at uh, Shang Mian, uh, which is the second location for Shang Artisan Noodle. Um, it's located on uh, Silverado, uh, Silverado in Maryland, near Henderson. And it's uh, a little bit different than the original location. Um, the original location, Shang Artisan Noodle on uh, West Flamingo, uh, focuses on hand-pulled noodles and knife-shaved noodles, whereas Shang Mian does a different style of noodle they call homemade noodles that come out of a machine, but they're thinner, and they also offer spinach noodles, which really pop on IG and, and TikTok, so it's a bit different. Big reason why they do that instead is, one, to give uh, some more variety, uh, so you can go to both places and get something different, and then also because they do a lot more takeout and delivery in Henderson just because of you know a lot more homes. So those noodles actually last longer than hand-pulled or knife-shaved uh, when going out for delivery. But it was really good. I had dinner with a, an old friend uh, who I've known since the Yelp days. Another big change with the menu is they offer spicy items. Uh, so whenever I go, I usually like the spicy beef noodle soup or the uh, spicy dumplings. Um, they also offer a lot of the Stuff that they're famous for, like the beef pancakes and the spicy wontons, their awesome fried rice. But it's a it's a really cool place. Uh, go check it out. It's really reasonably priced as well. I mean, uh, beef noodle soups around ten bucks. Um, really good bang for buck for the quality of food that you get. I'm really excited for my guest today, Damien Ocampo, who is known as Hooked LV. He's really blown up uh, primarily on TikTok and uh, really led the charge for Vegas TikTok and has influenced a ton of people makes a huge impact uh, around town on places that he features and things like that. I feel like my TikTok has been a dumpster fire. I originally got into TikTok maybe about a year and a half ago, two years ago, when a a social media agency uh, actually offered to pay me to open up an account and post like 30 videos in 30 days. So I was like, well, why not? You know, I have all the content anyway, because I do it on IG. Let's just load it up and see what happens. And um, initially I was getting, back then I didn't know, but uh, quite a few views that I just kind of took for granted. And it was like, whatever, because, you know, TikTok at that time didn't really matter as much as IG. And then they, they actually, uh, the same agency actually paid me a couple of times uh, to do different campaigns. One was like, an instru- uh, do like 40 instructional videos in a month. And then also just uh, dedicated food posts. So in a weird way, even though they were paying me to do it, I was kind of, it kind of forced me to learn TikTok along the way, but I still like, feel like I'm way behind. And I see guys like Damien just killing it, uh, especially with the voiceovers. And so that's what I'm trying to incorporate now. I'm trying to do, basically, if I don't, if I can't do a voiceover on TikTok, I'm not even going to bother anymore because that's recently what's really been hitting uh, more than anything else. I did load up a video recently about um, making fun of people who only eat sushi eaters that say they love sushi and they only eat California rolls or cream cheese. That's almost hit like 3 million plays. And so obviously, you know, that kind of thing works. I think having a hot take, giving an opinion, 
is kind of where I'm going with it. But the other problem is like, if I don't have a great opinion or formulated opinion, then I'm not going to post. So there's a lot more days um, where I don't post on TikTok as regularly. Um, a lot of the people that are doing vo voiceovers all the time. I give them all the credit in the world because, I mean, it's tough. Editing videos down, uh, specifically for IG, and then you got to do a whole completely different style of video on TikTok. More of like the scene, all the things, your whole experience. It's almost in a lot of ways like a video version of a Yelp review, I feel like. And so many people are doing it so well now. And it inspires me to do to do more of it. And that's what I'm going to do. So if it's, a, if, it's, if it's not a voiceover, I'm not even going to bother anymore. Aside from that, Virgin Hotel just opened uh, yesterday. It replaced the legendary Hard Rock. I uh, had so many great memories of the Hard Rock, and I can't wait to check this place out in a couple of days. Uh, me and another big IG foodie, Donk You Very Much, a.k.a. Daniel Kim, are going to go check out the new Thai place there on Sunday, and I'll let you know all about it on the next report. Also, uh, if you have any questions at all about uh, me or the podcast or anything in general about being a social media foodie, uh, definitely email me at lasvegasphil at gmail. Uh, we will uh, be fielding questions on future episodes. And if there's a certain post that you have made and it interests me, I'd be happy to put it up on the podcast and kind of break it down. Uh, maybe even have you as a guest. I want to welcome the guest of the episode, uh, Damien Ocampo, aka Hooked LV, who is uh, one of the, I think, the fastest growing foodie on the Las Vegas scene, leading what I consider the third generation of social media foodies in the city. Uh, Damien has catapulted himself to another level of popularity due to his awesome TikTok accounts, his talent in editing, but mostly I think it's his voice which as a result has grown his IG account in a huge way with over 250K followers on TikTok, over 55K on IG, both of which will probably be way higher by the time the show airs. I welcome Damien, aka Hooked LV, to the podcast. Welcome here. Yo, what's up? Thanks for having me, Phil. The OG. Doing, so I've known you for... I think it feels like two, almost two years now, right? Yeah, I think it's been two years now, yeah. But, it, but the crazy thing is, though, I feel like it was just... I feel like time has flown by so quick that it doesn't feel like two years. But yeah, it's been about two years. You know, I'm not going to take credit for anything, but I remember when I first saw you start posting on IG, the quality of your photo. That really stood out for me. I was like, above a lot of the smaller uh, foodies that were coming up, I was like, this guy has a good eye. Uh, and I feel like he has talent. And that's why the first time we met was actually at a mono. Um, I reached out and yeah. wanted to invite you to an event. Because I was really more curious about what you were about. I do. I still remember that day, too. I met a, a few other foodies there, too, like Laverne. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember who else. There was a few other ones that I had met there. Uh, but yeah. yeah um, so I think with me, when I when I first started, I feel like I feel like I have a, a drive to, like, if I want something, I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I would take the photos, I don't know. I guess I do kind of have, like, an eye for things. Um. I'm not a perfectionist, but I, I want things to be nice and I want I want to make things look like, you know, other people will like them, like when I post the photos and stuff. So how, how did you even decide to become a, a foodie in the first place? So I don't I don't really have like a 
like I've heard other people's stories and stuff, but I don't really have like a, a traditional foodie story. I was just kind of like fresh, fresh out of high school. Um, was at UNLV for a little bit, and I really told myself every time I was since I was in high school, I always told myself I always want to own a business, do my own thing. But uh, people would ask me what kind of business do you want to own, and I would really I wouldn't know what to say. Um, so I got to the I realized that I just gotta test things out and just try different things and see what I could do. And the first influencer that I followed on my personal page was Lindsay. So Lindsay really like opened my eyes to, you know, the whole, the whole foodie thing. Right. And I, and I saw her post and I'm like, wow, I wonder if these pages actually bring business to restaurants. And so I didn't do it. I didn't start as something serious. I didn't think it was going to come in. Like at first you just think it's just taking pictures of food. You don't really think it's serious. Right. So I didn't think I was going to do anything with it. One of the first pages, I, uh, places I went to to like take a photo of the food was like early before I started class at UNLV, I went to a McDonald's right there on Maryland. And uh, I got a, you know, the two for four egg sausage McMuffin. And I, I I stacked them up and put them together and made it like one sandwich. I took a photo of that. And that was like one of my very first posts that, that I really like took a photo and meant to post it on Instagram. Other photos, maybe I just had it like my very, very first photo, I think is a dirt dog photo. Um, and I think it's, I was just with my girlfriend. I just took a picture of the food. <laughs> so I have a few photos like before I did all this. But obviously now with like the light and stuff like that, it didn't really look too good. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I just started. It wasn't really just kind of like a, a test and see what I can do with it and where I could take it. That's cool. And then for for those that don't know, uh, when he brings up Lindsay, uh, it's at the Las Vegas Foodie. Las Vegas Foodie. Um, one of the biggest foodies in town. And uh, Lindsay is awesome. And yeah, has been super influential in, in Vegas and the food scene as well. She's the best. She's one of the, one of the first people that, you know, invited me, she invited me to Sam Wu, uh, which she oh, told nice. me was now closed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. She, she invited me there. That's why I met her for the first time. She was one of the first people also to invite me anywhere. So I was really, you know, grateful that she would just invite some small little tiny account. You know, it really shows that she's for the community and down to support other people. hundred percent. Yeah. Lindsay's awesome. So a lot of people in town want to, want to start a food blog, want to start posting, and then they come out hot out of the gate for maybe a month or two, and then it kind of dies down. What kept you going? I think it's just, you know, when I started when I started to see that I wanted to run accounts and stuff like that, that I realized I can turn this into, into a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just the consistency and the drive to just not give up. I, I think to be successful in any type of thing is just really just being consistent if you do it every single day, it's like working out. If you work out every, if you work out once a week, you're not going to, you're not going to get in shape, but if you work out every day, you'll definitely get in shape. And I think that's the same, same you could do with, with businesses, just the consistency. And I think I was just consistent with it. And I really wanted to see where I could take it. So I think it was just like my own drive and my hustle to kind of like try to do something with it, you know, even though I didn't know where I could take it or what I could do with it. I think it's yeah. just, that's one thing that has blown me away and made the biggest impression on me about you, the sales, the hustle. I think the first time when we met, you were telling me you were freaking going door to door, right? Yeah. Selling social media services. That's funny. And- that's a funny story too. I think that's, so the way, so the way I started that is uh, I was in my, my old, my old dad's car, you know, my dad's old car. I would go, the car had no AC by the way, middle of summer <laughs> in Vegas. And you know, it's in the hundreds. I would go door to door to different businesses, different restaurants, um, and I would just meet, ask for the owners, of course. So I would try to, I would, you know, obviously I would ask for the owners. And uh, so before that, though, so again, back to the car, 
I would go to the place. It would be summer. I had no AC. My back would be sweaty. My shirt would be sweaty. I would hop in the back seat of my dad's, you know, in the car. I would switch to a fresh shirt that's not sweaty. And then I'd go into the business, obviously, ask for the owner, get rejected, go back in the car, put on the sweaty shirt again, put on the sweaty shirt again, and then drive to the next spot and then change to a clean shirt. So that's that's kind of how I started, kind of like going door to door, meeting these different restaurant owners, stuff like that. But then I realized that didn't work, though. I realized the easiest thing I could do is just send them a DM through Instagram. But I mean, I literally I, at least 50. I have a list of at least 400 restaurants in town that I've been to now. Um, like at first I used to keep track of them and I have a list of 300, 400 and the first 50 all said no first 50 pure rejection. That's crazy. Like, I don't even know anyone that would have the balls to, to do that. And that makes it even a crazier story that you change clothes and, and yeah, I mean, yeah. no, he's in the car. Eventually I got a fix, paid 500 bucks for it, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but until then, it was a few that whole summer, literally just no AC in the car and just had to go in the back and switch a shirt to a clean shirt. So I look, you know, presentable a little bit. That's amazing. I had one restaurant owner tell me that uh, don't come into my restaurant dressed the way you were. And I think that was uh, I think it was that was kind of funny because I was wearing shorts and stuff. So then I started wearing pants when I would go to meetings and stuff. But it's funny that they told me that. So when you open your account. Uh, you started gaining momentum and you mentioned social media management. Was that always the plan from the start or was there a, a point where you're like, hey, this is how a lot of the foodies make money. This is what I could do, too. Um, I think the social media management was a plan because when I was in high school, there was the whole trend with social media. Like, Ty, I don't know if you're familiar with Ty Lopez. No. So he he created this program, right? It's an online program, social media marketing program. You build a social media marketing agency and same concept kind of what we're doing and um i had the idea since since like high school that was already a trend but i didn't know i was i could do it I, di I didn't know i could do it with food and i realized that restaurants definitely need the help as far as creating content they don't know i mean these restaurant owners don't know how to create content they don't know what hashtags to use how to post what times to post you know how to post stories that are catchy too and stuff like that and they don't have connections to influencers like we do so that's one thing I realized. So I think it was it was sort of a plan, but I didn't re I didn't know I could do this with it until I saw other accounts, other foodies do it too, creating a business. And then uh, you brought up a, a good point. Now most of the time, when a restaurant approaches a big account, uh, let's say fifty k or higher, it's not all about free food anymore. It's not all about yeah, and that's that's definitely important. So at first. Definitely I would go to any spot. I would hit up a bunch of people just, just so I can get that content, get, you know, try to build the page. But you get to a point where you have so many accounts and and I don't even have that much, right? But like I can only imagine what, you know, Paul and, and Drew have to handle, right? So yeah. I'm not I don't think I have that many, but once you get to a point where you're handling these accounts and you can't just rely on the free food. I mean, you have to figure out a way to pay your bills. Um, we all have bills to pay at the end of the day. And you know, one thing I learned from Drew, Drew is, you know, don't do favors because these restaurant owners at the end of the day, they don't really care about you. They want, they want it for themselves. Um, and yeah, free food doesn't cut it. <laughs> no. At, you know, once, once you get to a point where, you know, you hit a certain number of followers and accounts and stuff like that. Damien's mentioning Drew, uh, AKA at unlocked. Well, unlocked. Um, yeah. The biggest foodie. Uh, uh, sauce, at Ryu sauce too. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's interesting too, because, because both you and I manage accounts in a lot of ways, 
it's almost like a, a trade. Like if, if I go to your place, then you'll go to mine. And that's kind of like, yeah, we uh, definitely support uh, each other for sure. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember when I, when I was first starting off to, I invited you to coffee class for, I asked you if I can ask you some questions. I don't know if you remember that. You, we, we met a coffee class. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I am. I had invited you to coffee class so I can ask you some questions. I like, I was definitely eager to learn. And uh, I think you were the first person to one of the first person I asked for like advice and, you know, if I can ask you questions, I don't even remember the questions I asked you. I feel like it was a lot yeah. of business LLC stuff that I didn't have yeah, the yeah. right answers for. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. I was asking you, how do you like? Did you set up your LLC or is it sole proprietor stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but I, I think everyone who, upon meeting you, sees the the hunger, the hustle, the desire that you have, and I I think that's why um, you've assimilated so well to the whole group. I mean, I, I think. All of us, me, Drew, Lindsay, we've never talked about you all together at once, but I think we see, you know, where, where you want to go, where you want to be and totally admire that and want to support that. So I love the success that you're having. And I think it's going to be, I mean, even bigger. This is just the beginning. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm still in day one. I feel like I'm just getting started, you know, but every yeah. day is definitely a learning experience and yeah, I'm definitely grateful for our, for all of you, small accounts, big accounts everybody in the community we definitely support each other i think that's one of the cool things about vegas that we have uh it's just a haunt a small handful of us feel like we all know each other and um we definitely all support each other for sure talk to me about your foray into tiktok because that's what really skyrocketed a lot of stuff for you yeah i think uh i had one of my friends ask me if do you think tiktok changed your life and I was like, I, I think I could say, yeah, I think it really 10x where I, where I could be. Like, I feel like where I, I want to make it make sense. Like, I feel like where I would be today, which is, you know, I don't feel like I'm anywhere yet. But I feel like where I would be today is where I would be like next year if it wasn't for TikTok. So yeah. I think TikTok really 10x everything. And at first I was kind of skeptical about TikTok. I thought it was kind of cheesy. I mean, just like any new app that you get into and, you know, not every day, it's not, it's not every day that you hop into a new social media app, right? Cause they're not, you know, they're not popping up every day. But when I hopped onto TikTok, I was, uh, I was a little skeptical at first. I didn't really know what you could do with it. As you would scroll, all you would see is like little kids dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. I got off the app for, I, I posted maybe for like a month and then I just stopped posting. And then I started posting consistently again when I saw it was kind of like, like a lot of people were starting to talk about it and stuff like that. That's when I started posting consistently, and that's when you know some some posts started blowing up. <laughs> so when when did that actually start? When did you start posting consistently? I would say January 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, like January 2020 was when I really started posting consistently. Um, but I think I had downloaded the app in 2019, just never really used it at all. Not even to scroll on there. You know, now you can scroll for days on there. It's like a loop. Like when you go on TikTok, you got to be ready to scroll for a few hours. <laughs> I agree. It's uh, the worst thing to start looking at it like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, remember? Yeah. They have that little thing where it tells you, hey, you've been scrolling for too long. You should get some water or go to sleep. <laughs> Which uh, I've never gotten. But thank you for, for sending that I to me. You. I, I, you. I, scrolled like. for a few, I, sc I consumed content just so I could send you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Appreciate but uh, it. yeah, it was around January 2020 when I started posting consistently. And then, you know, my first post that blew up was uh, a post from this Sammy's Firewood Pizza. So they have this like hot rock and then you could cook raw meat on it, you know, cook, cook the meat on the on the rock. Mm -hmm. That one got 900,000 views, almost a million. And from there, I just saw potential in it and 
took it more serious for sure. When did you make the conscious decision to do voiceovers versus the traditional just IG video that you throw up on, on TikTok after? The first voiceover that I did was 8-ounce uh, cream barbecue. And uh, I think it was kind of just like a test. <laughs> um, like as soon as I uploaded, I heard it and I just wanted to delete it. Um, but I just like, nah, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it, see what it does. <laughs> and it ended up going viral. I think it has like, you know, 700,000 plays or I think that's too much. I, it went viral yeah. though. Yeah. A few yeah. hundred thousand views, I think, or around there. Maybe I'm lying. I don't know. I don't remember now, but, um, yeah, that eight ounce and I just saw potential and how it performed. And I was like, I think I'm just going to try to do voiceovers every time. And as, as you do more and more, you get more comfortable with them. But yeah, at first I just wanted to kind of delete the first video I posted. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think now, especially with the Vegas scene, your voice is instantly recognizable. You know, a lot of people that on TikTok will will recognize you right away if you're talking about food. And there's a certain flow to your the way you talk on <laughs> on TikTok that's super cool. Um, is that just something that came sporadically, or did you make a conscious effort? I just kind of just talk in the video, really, and that's <laughs> I don't I don't really have like a. Uh a strategy to make a video. I kind of just, I, I record it. I see which audio would, I think would the audio that works best with, uh, with that video. And then I just kind of do the voiceover. Um, yeah, not, not really any type of like script or flow, uh, specifically like to toward towards it, but I, I'm glad that you say that though. I mean, it sounds like it, the videos are okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, totally. Like the taco Tuesday one where you're say you're outside the person's house like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So I saw, I, I saw that that was a trend, right? I saw that, that was a trend on, you know, on the on the for you page, and so I was like, what can I do with that? Um, so that's when I did the with Garnitas on Claudio. I did that video. So and actually, it was pretty funny. I got some funny like comments on it. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. The music was perfect, and so that's a big thing too for someone looking to make a splash. Is is it going through the the trending page to see what's been hitting? I mean, is that something that influences you? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely consuming content, not wasting. I feel like sometimes I waste time on it, but not really. I try not to waste time on it. But it's when I go on, it's definitely to consume content and see what's trendy, see what sounds are are, are catchy, see what sounds are. Because sometimes the sounds that you see on TikTok, the TikTok viral like little playlist, mm -hmm. it's not all the songs that are viral. It could be some that some creators make and, you know, that uh, the song pops off and I kind of just you know, save the audio and use it. So yeah, I definitely, definitely do consume some content and definitely see what, what trends are out there. Talk to me about uh, social media management, because that's usually how most of the foodies that don't have regular day jobs. I mean, that's how you and I make our primary income these days. Talk to me what, what you look for in a partner or how does it normally work these days? Are they approaching you or do you approach them? I mean, what's the, what's the standard these days for you? Yeah, so I remember at, uh, I got some advice from you about, you know, you starting to be selective on who you want to work with and restaurants you want to work with. And uh, I mean, I think I'm getting to the point where, well, so when it comes to reaching out to restaurants, restaurants are, are reaching out to me now. I'm getting a few emails every day um, and also some DMs, too, from spots that I want to do collaborations. And uh, but usually on emails, when people want to ask on, like, how, how can they work with me? Um, but. Yeah, I think if, if the food, when it comes, to, like if I'm going to a restaurant to try to get them as a, as a client, I think the food has to be good so I can, you know, I can make sure I can definitely help them and, and bring them those sales that they want. Uh, but if the food sucks, I mean, I can't really do too much about it, you know. 
I've been in that position before. I have the meeting, we eat the food, and it's terrible. And you can't, it's not even about the money at that point. It's like, I don't know if I want to work with this, you know, but I think what we do is we build brands. I don't think we, I mean, I don't think we we run social media accounts. I, I, I learned this from, from Unlock Drew. He was like, we don't run social media accounts. We build brands, you know, and I've, I really want to build a brand that I believe in and that I, I know I want to say, hey, you know, I, I definitely was, I helped that, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, these days for me, if it's, it feels more like work than fun. If it's not something I have a passion about, then it's already done. I don't want to work with them. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we are back with what I call the blow up breakdown. Um, this is where we highlight the uh, guests, one of the guests' uh, biggest posts or most favorite posts. And in this case, it's actually both. Um, is this your biggest post? Yeah, seven point seven million. But I'm, I think it, I think the post in total has like fifteen million plays because there's some big accounts on on Instagram that reshared it too. They have yep. a few million followers, so I think the post in total probably got like ten million views or so, which I think is crazy. But this specific video has seven point seven million, yeah, or seven point okay. something like that, yeah. To view our guests' post for the blow up breakdown, go to my Instagram at Las Vegas Phil. And I'll post that around 5 p.m. Pacific time. Legendary post I've seen. So walk me through, why did you go with the classical music? Why did you, I mean, the, the angles, the shots that you took, um, why do you think this uh, went off like it did? So I took the classical music, you know, that little audio, people are familiar with it. It was in the TikTok viral, like a little album thing. And um, since I was going to do a voiceover, I thought it would just kind of go with, with the flow of the video. Definitely has action in the video, right? But I think I just I think it was gonna it would flow with the video very pretty well. Um, so I picked that, and then the, the audio. Honestly, I so I think this is when I was still getting. I think this this was when I was first still doing uh, voiceovers. So right. I kind of didn't really. I was kind of nervous making it, right? And I didn't think it was gonna blow up, and I guess it did. But I think what really catches people attention is the it's like when they're putting the pasta in, inside the fat baby. Um, and I think people can relate like sort of kind of sexual to that. So if you can see in the comments, people like kind of talk about that and stuff like that. Also, right. the cheese, also the cheese pour. I mean, that in itself is what makes the fat baby that. And that's what really catches the attention. Yeah. I mean, it's just a phenomenal post. And full disclosure, I actually run Amano's uh, Instagram account. And the reaction was pretty much immediate. I would say for at least the next two months, the line was out the fucking door all the time. Sundays was up to three hours wait to even eat in the dining room. I mean, huge impact on such a small mom and pop shop on Anna 95. Probably got, I mean, definitely got at least 10K followers on IG from it. And it really went off. And speaking for myself, this is really proof of concept that, I mean, TikTok has the ability to, to take food to the next level. Uh, was this your first post that where you saw that? I would make a line out the door. The business, was re, uh, the, yeah. the business reaction? I think this is, oh, actually, no, I think Makai. I think Makai was one of the first ones. Yeah, because uh, I did a video, that one had a few million views also. I think either 1.2 million or 2.2 million, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that post, I highlighted uh, um, the St. Rose location specifically and their um, their ice cream that they would sell there. And that's the only location that would have it. And so when I did that video, the owner told me that people would come in and ask for the ice cream. And it was a bunch of people that were coming to ask for it. 
And, you know, they didn't really sell at all because it was just something that was there. Usually when you go to Makai, um, you, you get the Hawaiian kind of like, you know, Chipotle style plate and that's it. You just leave. You don't really right. go for ice cream. Um, that was kind of like when I realized I I make I definitely have some sort of influence when it comes to the food scene. But this post, I think, was was definitely like top notch. Like when I really realized it, um, like I, I remember there was even one post on that you posted. I don't know who yeah, I think you posted on Amano that they had sold out of ingredients. So they had to close early for the day. Yeah. I think that was crazy. That's I was like, right. showing, yeah, I was showing my girlfriend. I was showing my parents. I was like, I was kind of mind blown. I was like, I didn't. I don't even, I didn't think it was from me. I don't know if it was from me really, but I I think that at that time was I mean they've sold a time before, but was, that was, was definitely after. From me, for yeah, sure. it was a week after I posted that. It was like yeah. four days after I posted that probably. Um, and I'm super stoked uh right now. Uh I mean Amano and, and you we did a collaboration on uh your own fat baby. Yeah, we got the so, hooked over you fat baby. Yep. Yes, whoever watches this, if you haven't tried it, you have to go try it. It's delicious. I love chicken piccata. I went to Cheesecake Factory one time and I got the chicken piccata pasta there and it was bomb. It's like citrusy, lemony. I think that's like kind of my, my favorite style of pasta now. And then yeah. I love chicken wings. I can eat chicken wings every day. So we got the chicken piccata and chicken wings in there. And that was kind of like my little mix. <laughs> no, course, it's, a, it's a smash. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad it's, 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 you told me it's been selling. So I'm glad that it's, you know, people are trying it and stuff. For sure, for sure. Yeah, they only. I mean, these days, I think from your from your initial post, Amano, because they're such a small dining room, they only take reservations now to to go in the dining room. You can't even can't even walk in anymore. And there's many days where they're just completely booked up, and it's awesome to see. You know, small rinky dink place that doesn't even sell alcohol. I don't know of another Italian place that doesn't, and they're just smashing it uh, more than so many other businesses in town. So. Yeah, no, it really, it really opens your eyes to what what social media can do. Um, you know, there's haters out there always. I had some haters tell me that what I'm doing is kind of like cheesy, like funny. You know, like no, no, no belief into what I was doing, and um, it's really the impact that we can create, and it's it's, it's definitely it's, it's powerful, and we're, I feel like we're definitely changing lives in a, in a way. So talk about the comments, actually. I feel like TikTok is a lot meaner than IG. I feel like it's so easy to comment on TikTok. I feel like the TikTok comment section is like where people go. Like, for example, Instagram, you just you like and you kind of scroll. If you really want to leave a comment, you leave a comment. But uh, TikTok is really where people kind of just let their feelings out on whatever they see from the post. Because it's so easy to just because, you know, TikTok, the way it's laid out, I think it's really smart how they laid it out. You take up the full screen. You see the full, like the content of the screen and you just click that little button with your thumb right then and there and you can see the comment section and it pops up and there's just a bunch of people on there, you know. I think it's really smart how they laid out the app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It, yeah, it's amazing to me, you know, certain comments will get 5K, 10K likes, like ridiculous. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, those just funny comments. When amazing. I see, when I'm scrolling on the on the For You page too, I, I try to like, comments on funny stuff on post too. And people actually like my comments, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Obviously, Makai and Amano are not just a couple of the places that you've blown up just on your posts. You had a recent one uh, with uh, the food truck. Yeah, Hibachi House, yeah. Hibachi House. The food is amazing. So is I, um, yeah, so, the, so Zach, the owner, reached out to me through email and um, I just kind of went randomly to, because I was on, on Flamingo, I was in the area and I kind of just went randomly to to go to go check, check him out, you know, and I, and I tried the food and the food was 
it was it was bomb i i, I mean I, i've never really ate you know hibachi style food like at a sit-down restaurants where they cook it in front of you maybe just once when i was like i think it was actually yeah when i was like 17 but i didn't really have a good experience with it um but when i ate there i was like damn this guy has something going on and the food was amazing and so yeah so I, as soon as i i left there i posted i didn't think it was i kind of felt like i had a feeling like it was going to have a big reaction too because of the style of food that it is and you know the colors and the plate that's all full and stuff like that but uh yeah i had when i as soon as i posted that the tiktok video has like 1.3 million right now and the instagram post is uh it reached a few hundred thousand people also and yeah, straight up. Uh, and then, but the guy, um, so Zach already had great business going there. Uh, but I, I've, I definitely feel like it gave a, a bigger boost, you know. And yeah, the the lines were were crazy there. You can see yeah. on the Instagram highlight, you can see the line that was kind of wrapped, almost wrapped around like the that parking lot. It was kind of, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. I remember that story, and 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 that was basically overnight, right? Yeah, overnight. Yeah, the right the next day they had they had the crazy line. I posted in the afternoon, and then the next day they had a crazy line. Uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Hibachi House, it's the food was I think it was it was a bomb, and the owner is such a nice guy too. Cool, I'm down to check it out for sure. It looks so good. He's young too, 25 years old, I believe is what he told me. 25 years old, hustling. He wants to open up a second one soon. So yeah, great guy. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so. 25, young. If we can flip back, speaking of young, so you said you were in UNLV for a little bit and then you just decided to to put that on yeah, the shelf? I at, yeah, I was at UNLV for a year. I completed a year um, and I was like a week into my second semester and I was like, I don't think this is for me, you know? Like I don't, I've always, ever since I was young, I always had that drive to, you know, you know do more with my life. Like I don't, I, I didn't like the idea of having to work for someone else. I wanted to do my own thing, have my own business. And, um, you know, when I was younger, like, for example, I would go door to door to neighborhood to, and to people's houses in my neighborhood, asked to pick up their dog poop, asked to pick up the weed. Really? Yep. Yeah. Me and my, me and me and three of my, uh, three of my childhood friends, we would go around to different neighborhoods. I mean, yeah, to different neighborhoods in my area and we would knock on doors, you know, picking up dog poop and picking up weed, weeds and from like, from the ground and stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, I think we made like a hundred bucks that summer. I thought back then that was a lot of money to me. Damn. Um, so you had the hustle just way back then. Uh yeah, definitely. And also when I was in high school too, I, I tried building three drop shipping websites. I don't know if you know what that is. Drop yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had, you know, built so if so people who don't know what drop shipping is, is you get a product from like AliExpress, buy it for cheap, you sell it on your own website for like double, triple the price, and you get profit on that, you know. So I built three of those different websites, trial and error. That's where I learned about influencer marketing, uh, just marketing in general, building brands, how to like really brand something out. Um, so I definitely, I learned a lot in those years. So yeah. And so I was, UNLV, my bad. I kind of missed out on it's that. Okay. No, no, I, so, I love it. I love it. So yeah, I was at UNLV a year, a weekend, second, a week, a week into my second year. And I was in history class. I was falling asleep, like literally like falling asleep. And I was like, I do not want to be here. I don't think this is for me. I feel like I was... On my laptop looking at other stuff researching things that i can do I'm not even caring about what what the history teacher was talking about and um i told the guy next to me i don't know if this guy ever will remember me but i told the guy next to me that i don't think i'm gonna come back like i want to do my own business and he was just it was like a like another student in class you know uh and i never came back i just i left i don't know if i left class I, yeah when the class ended i left and i just never came back and the guy's probably wondering where i am <laughs> i think that's pretty 
He probably follows was, you now. I went to yeah, maybe maybe he follows you now. <laughs> I think that was before I had like you know the the hooked up e page. Um, but yeah, decided to leave school and and really do things on my own. And I feel like doing this, I've really been able to build relationships and connections. Connections I've I've never would have made. And I feel I think I've I've learned so much not being in school. Uh, based well with what I want to do with my future, I, I think I've learned so much that I would have never learned in school. Or would have, I think those four years in school really would have slowed me down to where I, where I am right now, where I want to be in the future. Wow, that's inspiration, man. That's awesome. It's, it's not for everybody's school, but yeah. you know, for me, it definitely wasn't. And I think I get some backlash from family, um, you know, because you know, as you know, we 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 as a Hispanic family, we think school is everything, you know, and um, I've been, I'm glad I've been able to show my parents that you definitely don't need school for, you don't need school to be successful and you could be way more successful than someone who has a college degree, but no backlash, no, you know, nothing bad to anyone who has a college degree. Uh, but just for me, I, I'm glad that I've been able to prove to my parents at least that, you know, you don't, you don't need school to be successful. And then, yeah, you look at like Gary V's posts, basically saying, fuck college, fuck yeah. all this stuff now. I think it's a waste of time. I like I said, I, I learned more in these past two years than I learned in the year four year in college, right? Right. Like it comes to building a business and, and, and finance and all that. I've, I think I've learned all that uh, through experience and through failure and through, you know, through the day-to-day life of, of owning a business for sure. Yeah. And you brought up falling asleep in a history class. Like who needs to go to a history class? <laughs> I, would, <laughs> like, I don't even remember the topic, honestly. <laughs> it was, I, think it was, I think it was a, a U.S. and world history. It, it was one of the classes I had to take. And I was going to go for marketing at UNLV. I think I, I I know a lot about marketing from then what I would have learned probably in school. <laughs> and I remember meeting uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I met the person who runs uh, one of the social media courses at UNLV. And I saw her, the, the pages that she runs, the page she runs. I mean, she wouldn't even be qualified to be one of our interns. And it blew me away that she was teaching a class. Yeah, so. people, yeah, you know, School is definitely a, it's an interesting subject. It's definitely a subject that you can talk about for hours. You know, you can definitely argue with people versus who go to school and don't. But, you know, for me, everybody's different. Everybody has, has their own life. You could be happy having a college degree, you know, working your job. And you could definitely be happy. As long as you're happy, it's really all that matters, you know. Uh, but for me, it's just uh, it doesn't satisfy me <laughs> at all. Like yeah. my goal, what I want to do. What a path. And yeah, I can't see. I can't wait to see what happens next. We're going to go into kind of rapid fire stylish, but I reserve the right to stop the questions and go straight into a discussion. Uh, Damien, are you ready? Yeah, good. Let's go. All right. So number one, you have to eat one restaurant's tacos for an entire week. Name that restaurant. Frijoles and frescas, I feel like. I, I, I love, I'm a fan of the big super tacos, you know, the fried tortilla with the cheese slapped right in the middle, loaded with meat. I would say that. I don't think, I think those are... Those are bomb. I agree. That's the best taco place near my house. The Al Pastor is awesome. Was there a particular taco that you would get? Or your Al favorite? Pastor, Al Pastor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Al Pastor or, or Lengua. <laughs> nice. Both yeah. great choices. Uh, what is your dream TikTok collab? I don't think I have one. <laughs> no? Yeah, I don't think I have one. I don't I don't I don't pay attention too much to too too many other people. Um well my end goal with everything I'm doing is, is a little different maybe than from other, other foodies, um, you know, with, with what I'm doing, like my end goal with what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really think I have anyone that I, I 
care you know have a, a desire to kind of like do a collab with uh, like a big name would be cool like you know like i don't even know yeah that's yeah, a I mean, name anybody it could be, okay okay that's cool uh what's the one restaurant in vegas that you haven't been to yet that you really still want to go to oh man it's uh it's it's one of your posts it has like i just i love pasta but it was a pasta with truffle and egg yolk on it it was at one of the casinos pasta with truffle and egg yolk yeah, it has like uh, egg yolk right yeah that yeah okay I, that looks bomb to me and i'm yet to go there so i definitely want to try that well, we're definitely going next dinner you're definitely coming yeah i definitely want to try that i mean you awesome. got me hooked on truffle so <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, we were together the oh, first time you had yeah. truffle. Part part time. Time. Yeah, white truffle too, so that was pretty cool. No, I was stoked to, to watch it happen. So, all right. Uh, what was the last Amazon purchase that arrived at your door? Um, it was a something for my dogs. It was like a dog treat um, or something <laughs> for, their, for their breath, like fresh breath. I think it was one of like the fresh breath uh, treats for my dogs. That's that's what came in the mail. <laughs> sometimes that's the dogs awesome. breast things. You know, you got to brush their teeth sometimes. <laughs> Right. I just give um, them the- <laughs> what's the what's your dream car? A Lamborghini Aventador. Ooh. I've always wanted it as a little kid. And I'm gonna make it happen somehow. That'd be sick. What color? I like I like it like murdered out, just all black, probably. Like just blacked out everything, blacked out headlights, tail lights, uh five percent window tint everywhere. It's kind of like a, a Batmobile, basically. Awesome. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Very cool. Um, what's your favorite YouTube channel? Uh, Graham Stephan. I feel like I watch him a lot. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Beast has some crazy videos. I think those are pretty always interesting to watch, but I think Graham Stephan, I feel like I always definitely learn from him and learn, learn something. And I, I'm glad I had a chance to meet him too and have taken him out for dinner. So I think Graham Stephan, I watched him since I was like 16 or 17, literally. Are your parents, aw- so are your parents aware of the success? Are they on what level do they do they know? Do they know? Do they look at your posts? Yeah, they, they yeah they you know they're big supporters of the page. They look at every single post I post, usually on Instagram. I think my mom, as far as like you know money, financials, I think my mom's the one who's uh, I'm more comfortable talking to her with that you know about. And uh, but my dad's definitely aware of everything I'm doing. You know they're both aware of everything I'm doing and and you know the success I'm having and you know how many would help restaurants and. And, you know, build the business that I have right now. What food item is a guaranteed smash that you know is going to kill it when you post it? Tacos. Now, I would probably say Hibachi House. Okay. I think that's a guaranteed smash. The noodles, like the shrimp with that yum-yum sauce, I think that's a guaranteed hit no matter what. Or I would say tacos. Anything that has to do with tacos. Like when I would post a lot of uh, tacos al pastor, like when I would post that a lot, I think that every post was a guaranteed hit for sure. People love seeing tacos and the meat chopped up and stuff. Do you do Triller or no? No, I'm not on there. No, I don't know if I I think it's kind of like the bootleg TikTok. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never been on there, but I think it's kind of like TikTok, right? Yeah, but it sounds like they're doing more stuff. It's been a while since I've been on. I think I posted a couple times, like when it first came out and I haven't looked at it since, but I know they've made some acquisitions and obviously they're pushing the hell out of it on the logan paul fights and all that stuff so i might look into it again do you yeah, think I might into it then <laughs> yeah yeah if it's, if it's if it has potential to help you know like my brand and you know you know clients i think i would definitely hop on it cool i think i gotta do some research on it for sure
Um, okay, last question. You can live in any other place in the world for six months out of the year, and Vegas the other six months. Uh, where would be home for half a year? I've never been to the Bahamas, but maybe the Bahamas, just something like in an island, oceanside, clear blue water. I think that's like a dream, anyone's dream. Yeah, that's my dream, though, for sure. I think I'd, I would be happy living next to the ocean. Like, it has to be like that clear blue water. I don't know if that's the Bahamas, maybe. Yeah, probably. But yeah, yeah probably, I would say the Bahamas. Yeah, I think you can get a lot of peace of mind and a lot of, you know, clear your mental health and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. And then, yeah, I, I think I'd consider always Vegas home for sure. So, Okay. That was 10 questions. Thanks for doing that. Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? Oh, just shout out to all the all the big influencers um, that have, you know, seen my potential, you know, when I had a small page and stuff like that. Um, definitely shout out to to Drew. I think he's definitely well, recently he's been such a big inspiration and I, I've been able to learn a lot from him. And, you know, you, Phil, Lindsay, everybody um, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely grateful for all of you in, in the whole Vegas community as a whole to even uh, like everybody who follows my page and engages with my stuff, you know, shout out to all of you, all of you. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Drew is where it all started, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely, I, I've, uh, I'm very grateful for him and, and all the help and support that he's, he's given me for sure. All the very advice cool. he gives me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. I, I learn. I feel like every time I see him, I, I learn a, a million things. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of the uh, episode. Uh, no, follow at Hooked no, LV on IG and definitely TikTok if you don't already. And uh, thanks for being on. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tune in next week as me and my wife, she's Japanese, talk about macarons and eat a bunch of different macarons from local bakeries around town via Vegas Taste Off. Look forward to seeing you soon. <laughs>